What's up, guys? Welcome to Breaking Walls, episode number 26. My name is James Scully. Today on Breaking Walls, I sit down with emerging lyricist and hip-hop MC from Staten Island, Brody James, for a conversation about what's the music industry really afraid of these days. This week, Brody dropped on iTunes, on SoundCloud, wherever you get your music, his debut full-length LP, Dark Side of the Stars, that's S-T-A-R-Z, Get it today. I have it. It's an awesome album. You're going to really like it. And the things that he has to say on this interview are very introspective and show that there is a self-aware guy out there who's really thinking about the kind of music that he's making. I'm very excited to bring this conversation to you. Also featured on this interview is Breaking Walls episode number one guest, Reb Brandt, who's good friends with Brody James, and also a guy who's been featured on Breaking Walls before, Jason Adams, who's a very learned, introspective human being. Like I always say, you can get these podcasts on SoundCloud, on iTunes. Rate us, review us, subscribe if you're going to do that, please. The more you do that, the better the algorithmic, mathematic information that iTunes will present forward, and more people will hear this podcast. Unless I have something important to say, I'm going to keep these intros short from now on because I want to get right to the meat of these interviews. So right after this brief pause, please stay tuned for a conversation with Brody James. What's up, guys? Back on the podcast. And today my guest is an emerging Staten Island MC by the name of Brody James. And Brody just dropped his debut full-length LP. It's available on iTunes. It's called Dark Side of the Stars. That's S-T-A-R-Z. You can pick it up today through iTunes. And I wanted to talk to Brody today about what the music industry is so afraid of these days when it, and why so many artists are independent because they can trust themselves. So I'd like to welcome Brody to the podcast. Hello. What's up, what's up? Now also, on this podcast, we have two returning guests. One is Breaking Walls episode number one, our boy, Red Rant. What's good? What's going on, fellas? And also, Jason Adams, who you've heard on the podcast as well. Everybody, how we doing? So basically, we've got a big time hip-hop crew with us today. So you just put out an album. Yeah. It just debuted, and... We're all New Yorkers, right? We're, we're all New Yorkers. Yes, uh, there is definitely a stigma associated with Staten Island. If you come from Staten Island, which is funny to me because everybody who had that attitude all moved to Staten Island. Yeah, so right. it's like, I don't it, mind it's, it's, it's like amazing, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> is that real? If you're from Staten Island, even I'm talking about in the hip-hop scene, is that a real thing that there's a stigma associated? I think it is. I think that it's... It's the way people view it because there's nothing on it. There's nothing coming out of it. You know what I mean? You can you can't say, "Oh, there's great talent on Staten Island," and there's no one's really coming out of it. You know what I mean? Everyone else that's popping is in other boroughs. Granted, me the radio not really giving them a chance. Yeah, that's the other side of it too. You have to have the platform to do it. I mean, some artists are getting different play at the at the radio stations. You know, whether it's midnight. Just a spin or two, or people, you know, sway morning show, it's good for the island, but no one's producing the records, you know what I'm saying? That's what's going to bring it there. That's what's going to put it on that kind of platform. Great rappers are great, but they're not selling, 
you know what I mean? Everyone's got to be a realist. You know what I mean? You can't, it's, it's cool to live in the 90s, you know what I'm saying? And to have the nostalgia, but in order to move forward, to progress, you have to evolve. Like, Peggy was just telling us this shit last week. You know what I mean? She was just saying you have to be ahead of the game. And yeah, there's a stigma about Staten Island artists and there's a stigma about Staten Island in general as far as music because it's just not producing. No one's making the record. That's what it's about. It's about the music. It's not about the image. It's not about the person. It's about the music. You have to produce... Yeah, you have to produce a product that will sell and that's the only way it's going to hit that platform. Do you think that the best way to produce a product that will sell is to just be yourself? Like if you talk about image, any industry, music, but... I mean, I'm an artist, I'm just, I'm not a musician, but the similarity is definitely there. In a place like New York, growing up, where it's, you have to stand out, so there's got to be about, a little bit about image, but yet at the same time, I've always felt like the only way to not get swallowed up in New York is just be totally yourself. Absolutely. So you have to be yourself to be the most distinct, I mean, it just makes sense. There's only, there's only certain places in the world you can be like that. And New York is definitely one of them. Throughout the time that all of you guys have been doing music, to me it would seem like, because it's not the 90s anymore, and because there's YouTube, there's SoundCloud, there's all kinds of recording devices, is the hip-hop market completely oversaturated with people without a lot of talent, and it's harder to get noticed, or is it that a lot of people got talent, but... Now because I you think can produce yourself. the saturation of it makes it easier to pick out who's really got it. That's true. I think forced-fed like Absolutely. You know what you like, you know what you don't like. But the masses will tell you. You put it out into the world and the people will tell you. You can have 50,000 artists. You'll know the good ones because, like I said, the quality of the product. Right. That's what it comes down to. It, it, you can have some guys that, like I said, that rap good, some guys that sing good, some guys that you know do it, but they do it like as a hobby or here and there, and it's kind of like almost good, you know what I mean? But then there's dedication and then there's really doing it. You know what I mean? I think that's the people you can pick out. You'll know you'll know where the money is. Right. right. Yeah. Absolutely. Just from the talent. The yeah. talent always shines you'll, through. Exactly. Right? You'll know. Hard work is good. You know what I mean? Hard work is what you need. But right. if you can mix that together, there's a lot of people that have talent that don't work as hard. But if you can mix that together, it's a dangerous thing. It's really now, dangerous. Like it could be Anna Rogers. Yeah, you know? Well, right. Because there's the and combination of the work ethic and the talent, yeah. too. And it shows. And it just shows everywhere. When you see him play, when you see someone elite, you, you see it. You have absolutely see it. Stats, visually, you can watch the film, everything. It's just, it's just that visible. My friend Jamal told me once, like, I, feel, I forget what the exact number was, but it says it almost takes about 30,000 hours of doing something to master it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to do shit that much. You know right. what I'm saying? You like, do. you have to. You can't. It can't be a fly by night. It can't be a. It can't, yeah, it can't be a whim. You know what I mean? You have to do it that much. And Caesar told me that too. Me and Caesar had a great conversation on the roof of Spanish's old studio over there on Bay Street one night, and he said, "Yo, he's like making music is the easy thing." This was like three years ago. I was like, you know, still just focusing on trying to make good music. You know what I'm saying? I didn't realize what else was gonna come along with it that I know now from making the album. You know what I mean? But he said making music is the easy part. I'm like, fuck. I'm sitting here trying to make great records. What's the hard than this? You know what I'm saying? Well, so like, is the hard part. Trusting yourself, then. Yeah, the belief because you don't make money off the stuff at first, you know what right? I'm like, and it's going to take have, you, you know, thirty thousand. Yeah, hours. exactly. And you know, you have to have a regular job. And by no means should you sit home, you know. You know what I'm saying? Be a starving artist. Like I don't feel like that's productive either. It may create the work, but there's a lot more work that goes behind the work to get it there. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Do you think art in general 
is it some of it about overcoming odds and things like that? Like you're saying, you could be a starving artist and sit home all day, and yeah, then you're just making music as a hobby. But when you're donating the little free time that you got, and all you're the gonna, free time, right? Exactly, yeah, and you don't. Have some a lot. people don't realize the time that you really have because you focus more on the time that you have to relax, and that's what you look at it as. You right. know what I'm saying? Like everyone's like, oh, I need time to breathe, I need time to move in order to get where you have to go. You, there is no breathing, bro. There is yeah. no stopping. Really yeah, there's no time. Yeah, you gotta be present. But you know, it's like people say on the grind. That's what that's, that's the what on the grind is. Yeah, man. Yeah, I don't got free time because I'm trying yeah. to make it. There's a famous surfing documentary. It's called The Endless Summer. Yeah. It's a really yeah. famous yeah. one from the 1950s. It's basically what put surfing on the map. And one of the two guys that was featured in it was a guy named Robert August. He told in the documentary he said that his father, who was like a pioneer surfboard maker once told him, look, if you work really, really hard right now when you're young, you'll have a lot of fun later on. But if you never work that hard, you'll only ever be able to have a little bit of fun because you're always behind the eight ball. Like, you always be working. Right, oh, right. And that work ethic that you've got right now, at some point the money will come because the only guarantee is that if you gave up, it wouldn't come. You know what I mean? Like you're going to have to overcome, overcome, but eventually it happens. Smart man, Scully. Well, thank you. <laughs> but then you got the ethic there and then you got – at the time – becomes more your own then because you don't got yeah. that day job anymore and you can that's the goal you don't have a great day job now we work a lot of hours you know what i mean and it hinders like this like right now i'm focusing a lot on the album so it's taking away from my focus at my day job which is you know commission based not paycheck based you know what i'm saying so it's like all right now i'm really losing this time which means i'm really losing money you know what i mean so it's kind of even got me it like i was telling Maddie this shit yesterday yeah i was telling Maddie yesterday, yesterday i'm like yo I'm almost, like, so happy that this is, like, I'm having my child. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's almost like birthing a child. Like, I've been waiting right. so long to get this fucker out. But I've neglected the time I need to put in work to, in order to maintain everything at that time and support it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, fuck. Like, but I'm getting through it. You know what I mean? I have right. great support. Yeah, it's a, it's a really learning experience. It. You know what I'm saying? I, it's... And it's cool, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even drive. Like, I have people, you know what I'm saying? My friends, like, Rev drove Man. me out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have, yeah, my boy Jamal drove me to the video shoot to do Here We Go. You know what I mean? I have a great support and care system. You know what I'm saying? I really do, like, everyone around me. But, and my girlfriend, too, she's awesome. She's the rock. You know what I mean? Like, sure. There's a lot but of it's us. Rock, yeah, music. yeah. There's a lot of us that make music. I mean, yeah. So when I met these guys, I was already, you know, I'm hip hop to the death of me. So, it's like, I moved on from B Point and I met these guys who are just, so involved in music, it was almost like an easy way to just go ahead and fit in because they, they, they know what they're talking about. They really do, and I appreciated that. So that's, it's crazy. And I wish that now we'll get their act together, you know what I mean? Well, well we are. <laughs> we definitely are. No, but we represent more than Staten Island, you know that. We make music for the world. It's not, we don't it's make not music just, just for our local, because yeah. our goal is to, to make it there, you know what I'm saying? So There's influence there, because you're coming from a place yeah. You're trying to expand. What you're really doing is you're making music for Staten Island. You're coming from one of the smallest places from, in the world. Right, but you're trying projecting. Big, yeah. You're trying to say this is what Staten Island is. You can't is. find Staten Island no. on the map because even the subway map, they show Yeah, you, you can't see. It's like you're in there. You where, know what I'm saying? Like you got to be in the suburbs. suburbs. Where, where the, yeah. the, back, the outskirts, you know, the back badlands and shit. Like that's where we come But you're right in the backyard of the biggest city. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... So sword, it's pretty let me cool. ask you this: As somebody who comes from Staten Island, you are in the backyard of the, the mecca. Absolutely, it's the center of the universe. Pop culture. I've been yes. other places in the world, and I get bored. <laughs> like, oh, this city's great. I go there. I'm like, well, it's got like one of the things that I like, but not yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. Like New York, 
so many things around you constantly changing, and that's what it's about. It's about transitions, it's about keeping up with it and maintaining a, a, a level, a gradual level, you know, because you can skyrocket and be up there for a minute and then just dwindle away, you know, those yeah. unfortunate one-hit wonders. But at the end of the day, it's not about it. It's about longevity. It's about the climb. Consistency. It's about constantly moving. Yeah. Okay, Jason, I know you as a guy who's very good from a young age at being present and realizing that you just got to be yourself. We talked about yeah. it last year. You said, you know, everybody's trying so hard to be atypical. And because of it, they're just typical because they're not being themselves. Everyone turns into the same thing. So how are you supposed to, like Brody said earlier, how are you supposed to spot out what's good? Quality. What stands out? Yeah, exactly. What's its own thing? Quality will show at the end of the day. You know, people can people are good at being disguised as now. They put up a lot of masks nowadays, and uh, you okay. know they, that'll show as well. So now, all right, let me ask you this, Brody. What's up? He was just saying, Rep, you're talking about wearing masks and things like that. And actually, this month, one of the topics because. On the wall breakers, I try to make every topic go to a holiday in the month. And it's Halloween, so fear and masquerade. People, when they're afraid to be themselves, they will put on a mask. Everybody wears a mask. Yep. To, to a certain extent, to, to a point. But I think the goal is probably to be maskless at some point and just be yourself. That vulnerability when you're making an album like this and you're going for broke, how do you make sure that... Is it just experience that makes you rise? Like you fall, you fall a few times, and then you get up and you go, "Oh, I didn't really have anything to be worried about. I can just be me." You know, as far as your like lyrical content goes, or your influences, that fear of vulnerability that you're willing to put yourself out there. Where does it come from? Where does the confidence come from? You know, it's good. <laughs> Listen, I'm not the kind of person. I don't care about being a tough guy, bro. I don't care about. What people are gonna think if I'm singing? On the, I just want to make good records. That's all I care about. It really is. There's no bravado behind it. There's no pride behind it. There's no nothing like that. There's no ill will towards anything about it. I just do it because I love it. I do it because it's like breathing. You know what I mean? I want to make good records. I want to make the songs that people want to hear 20 years from now, bro. You know what I mean? Like, and that yeah, that's all that matters to me. I don't being vulnerable. Think about it like this: you're not gonna please everyone, and once you know that, you're gonna be all right. So you please who you can when you can. You know what I mean? As long as you're pleasing people with the product that you're putting out and the music is good, you know what I mean? And you could try different things. You know what I mean? Maybe the next album's not gonna sound like this. Maybe the next album will be more, you know, live instrument oriented. You know what I mean? Maybe I might take it a different direction. You know, like but I'm gonna grow with it. I'm gonna try and make the kind of music that I love. You know what I mean? Like I love stuff that's real, stuff that's soul, you know? Is the hardest person to please yourself? Absolutely. But, is, that, is that a good thing though? Yes. Okay. Because you, know where you want you know what i mean like you know how far you have to see down the road you know what i mean to get where you gotta go but it's in between shit that really matters i would assume you please yourself when you know you went all out regardless of the end result yeah it's a learning experience there's always going to be things you can improve on but if you know like all right like you're saying i'm working on this album for a year and a half i'm releasing other tracks to stay current but i'm making sure that this thing is cohesive and i'm going to put it out it's a it's a it's a book it's yeah. one book you went balls to wall on it. Regardless of what happens from this day forward, you're proud of that. Yeah. Rev just said that in the car earlier. Yeah. He said, you're satisfied. He said, I, and, he, and I was like, yeah, fucking thank God. You know what I'm saying? He said, you're actually satisfied with this. I said, yeah, yeah. Because I fucking, I didn't, you know how many times like that I wanted to just throw it out? You know what I'm saying? Like a couple you weeks ago. You know how many ago. times he reformatted and sold different ideas? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know how many songs were originally? Yeah. yeah. This was in an open It's work. It's, it's a lot of work. I, I like I meditate, and in meditation, my lesson has always been: you get to a point where, yeah, you've you've thought about it, you self thought, you self thought, you self thought, but then you just got to go out there, 
Because at some point, you're just, like he's saying, you know, you're reformatting, you're, you're, you're second guessing. But at yeah. some point, you're just going to be like, oh, I just got to fucking put this thing out. Because That's if I'm afraid of something, even if people confirm what you were worried about, you know then. At least then you know. You know what I mean? Like, but that's why I throw out the interim shit. Right. Think of about course. it. In 2014, I didn't drop a project. Mm-hmm. I dropped nine or ten songs. Yeah, singles. singles. Which in singles. and of itself is... And then album. I put together the That's My James compilation of 2014. Wow. And I dropped it at New Year's of last year. Right. New Year's of 2015 with the new song, I Don't Know How You Feel. Yes. And we promoted that. That did great. You know what I mean? It was almost like I dropped an album. You know what I mean? It was more right. like a compilation of the songs in one project. I ordered them differently. You know what I'm saying? To flow like a to flow like an album would. Not necessarily how I did this one, but you know, I kind of used my DJ skill on it a little bit. And then that keeps momentum. You know what right. I mean? And then I dropped Breathe yeah. in July. That was mint. Everyone mint, liked that. Yeah. When everyone thought it should be on the album, I dropped it as a bonus track. That more momentum, you know what I mean? And then I just dropped, here we go. Boom, right. and I was kicking off the album. Okay, like, it's right. like, if you can spend your time out, like, so, I've had, bro, I've been around people that say, you need to push one song, one song, <laughs> for a long time. Really? It's this is a forget-me-not world. This is not, we're not in, you know, a long time ago where all they had was a couple songs, you know what I mean? Because they were that good. We're living in a time where people want to know what's next. People are new every day. You get what I'm yeah. saying? They want yeah. new stuff every day. Like, Whatever, but you can't push one song for two years. It's a waste of two years, bro, that you could be gaining <laughs> momentum, that you could be doing other kind of records, you could be testing things out, right. you know what I mean? You could always keep them fresh, bro, always keep them going. The way that music is digested now, where if you sell a million records, that's a big deal now. When Meanwhile, years ago... Because all they had was records, there wasn't that much right. piracy. Right, So, But I think to even sell 500,000 records in this day and age is still meant if you're getting the right amount of the money, money off. The money money. Of course. The thing is, you can't sell yourself for that much or you're not going to make that much to yeah. do that much. What's the point of selling 500,000 records and getting a little notoriety for a short span of time? Number one, if you can't make another record after yeah. that and then not make that much money on that record. It's almost practicality. Yeah, yeah it's so you're talking about that these days, the world as an artist, it forces you not to sit too long. You gotta constantly be figuring yeah, shit you out. You gotta be on your toes. Yeah, but as as smarter as a as a consumer, they're smarter. Yeah, they yeah. want a better product. They want a better quality of music because they know it's there. Yeah, they know it's available. Yeah, that's the thing nowadays with with our advances. They know it's there. So think about putting out a half quality stuff at midnight with yeah. no promotion. Exactly. Beyonce, Drake, at midnight with no promotion. Nothing. Just a little buzz. You know, it was coming. You didn't know when. Now it's here. So Ooh. keeping people on their toes is good, yes, too. Yes, absolutely. You don't got to promote shit for a month. No, that's what I'm saying. Because people are already bored by the because time Because you think about promoting stuff for a month, you know what I mean? Like, it's people look at the same thing every day. People look at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and now Snapchat, and all stuff every day. And there's new content on it every day. You never want to look at the same thing over and over again. That's how you kill it. You get what I'm saying? You give yeah, it to them you. in spurts. You give it to them, you give them the same for a little product. amount of time. Let it fade out. Yeah. But by the time it fades out, you better be ready with something else. And that's the problem. People can't make that something else. Mm-hmm. So you have, for the last 18 months, it's like you've been doing two things at once. You've been releasing tracks, but you've been writing. Relevant. It's like you've been writing short stories, but working on a novel yes, all at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah, you, have to bounce. you always have to do two things at once. We're, we're made to do that. We have to do more than one thing. Because we're we're capable. Capable. you're we're talking capable. about people in general. Yeah, we're capable of multitasking, bro. And that's what we do every day. But when it comes that's to music, you guys are trying to multitask 
with a purpose. It's multitasking. We're learning to every day. I think that. Now you're all artists on each other's tracks. You're talking yeah. about. We're talking about the vulnerability of being an artist, and also you know the lack of staying power that you can have. People can fizzle out real quickly. Yeah. But you guys have built up a trust with each other about making music. About you know, like if you know, I bring in Jason on his track, it's gonna be fire because him and I have that. Chemistry, yeah, me and the hit down for the cause, down for the squad. Like it's, 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 it's more than that. Though. It's more than that. The the connection that that I see between you guys is just the the, the way you melt in, in a track. It's almost like you guys need the R. Kelly and uh, the Jay Z. That's the both worlds. It really comes down to it because the world right now revolves around that style that you have and R and B. Yeah. And that your style is almost the best because it's, it's like versatile. Well, because you can sing them. and you can rap. And no, 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 it's no. great where, where like these styles are going too, and it's, you can't really pin them to a specific genre anymore. Exactly. It's, just, it's all like it's pop. It's, it's like pop MMA culture. Now. It's, it's, it's what one it's style. what society really kind of gravitates towards. What people want to hear, you know, and that's that's what it comes out to. I don't think anymore like you can really connect it to let's say oh hip hop R and B. It's just Rap music in general. Like, no, it's it's yeah. Good it's music is good music. It's always don't segment. Time. We're trying. We gotta bring everything together. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. music is one of the hardest things to break because music is so it's so hard to define. But it's so universal. We all know what it does. We all know what it does to us when we hear it, and it's quality. It makes us feel a certain way, regardless of how I take it, Jason. You know what I mean? You. Brody, we all take it all differently, but at the end of the day, we had that. The music does that for us. And that's everybody. Though. It is an outlet. I think that's what, the outlet. I think is what brings us together. Like, yeah. Because we, I think we all it's want to language, see, like yeah. they say, you know. I, I think to me, any kind of art, music included, it's like man and woman's ability to like see more than themselves or something. Like when you hear a beat and it does yeah, something you take to you, yourself to a higher level. I'm, exactly. I'm, when when I hear something that I feel, I'm. I'm not in my head. I'm not in my heart. I'm in my soul. That's somewhere else. You're like so. You're not because <laughs> it's not. It's not to me. It's not learned. It's instinctual. Yeah, because he is somewhere else. Every time you, you touch a track, you're not the guy at your way all the time. You transform. No, no, it's no, you're no. almost like a complete, completely <coughs> different person. It's amazing the transformation that just takes place just because you heard. Because it's innate. Yeah. It's it's something. It's even innate. like like Brody tells tells our boss all the time. It's just. And I was like, this is this is what you want to do. This is all you see at the at the end of the tunnel, I guess. You know, it's like this is this is it. This is the real real goal. But it's really making art, then. Right? It's yeah, fun. It well, think it's about it. Like with, with, you know, in the, well, later in our twenties. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it it gets harder as it goes. But I'm I'm learning to like it. You know what I mean? But my whole thing is, I, it doesn't matter if you can you know have your head in the clouds. But you have to have your feet on the ground. At the same time, yeah, it's the balance. You can do both. You know what I'm you saying? Can like, do both. if if you can, you know, live a normal life. You know what I'm saying? Get married, have kids. You know, and still be able to do this, and you know, whenever you want and go perform. There's a way to make everything work, man. There really is. Like, most people's problem is they feel like there's not enough time in the day. There's always time. You know what I mean? There's always a time and a place to do this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, you you only work for so many hours in a week. How many hours in a week? Right. And I think the other thing that the reason why you don't feel that way is because to me, you're not insecure about yourself in that you are confident about your passion. If I work a job that I'm not too thrilled about, because sometimes people, they, hey, they work a day job That's and the they love it. Too. If I was working, you know, 
breaking my ass all day and, and like really like doing construction or something, then I'd probably be pissed. You know what I mean? Because you're killing yourself all day, but I don't. I was blessed with the opportunity to talk on the phone all day. It's just unfortunate that, not necessarily unfortunate, but it's just like, you know, it kind of takes a back burner to this for the meantime, but it's also something I'm going to love. You know what I mean? Like, it's something I really do. I love going there. And I love being there. I love the office. I love the environment. I love everybody there. You know what I mean? Like, but you have to be able to have that balance between, you know, making sure home is good and then there's all the time in the world to do stuff. You know what I mean? Like, but you're also, you learn, because it's a commission-based thing and you're talking on the phone, man, you're learning how to pitch. And that's great for your <laughs> marketing, your own art. You know, yeah. if, if I can pitch... Something that I don't even really care about and sell you on it. That's Imagine when I really care about it. I'm not saying you don't slogan. care about it, but you know you. what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a team I'm curious though, because I don't even know how long that you guys have been making music together now. And Like, I know Reb since 2000 now. It's been, it's been a few years, but about four, two, three, five. Three, yeah. So, we really, like, consistency started yeah. about two years ago, but we've known each other. Artist development started when we were, you know, kids. But at the end of the day, we got the format, everything, the platforms started coming out. Like, yeah. And it was just, wow, we can do it? No doubt. So let's get it together. You can release, right? Like, a, you know, like, so you know how hard that was? SoundCloud, man. That's what I'm saying. You know how easy? Exactly. And it's right there. Boom. Click, click, click. Everything's click, click, click. And we come from a different era. They love the transition, too. You know, I had mentioned to you in writing about Method Man, because he's somebody from Staten Island who made a, a big impact. I mean, all of Wu-Tang. I mean, Redman comes from Jersey originally, but like that that kind of... Yeah. So, for Dark Side of the Stars, if this is the first time people are hearing you and then hearing your boys on tracks, to them it's new, but you guys have been working behind the scenes for years, so you're polished, coming out polished. It's not yeah, like it's the just, first time you Yeah, it's just being selective on the records that you choose. You right. I mean, you can't just... Some people just throw them together, you know what I'm saying? Because there's a collective of people on it. You know what I mean? It's, that ain't the gun, you know what I mean? You gotta know what you want, you know what I mean? I didn't put Maddie on, you know, singing on a hook on, on a rap record on the album, you know what I mean? Yeah. We made a pop song, we made slow jams, we made an R&B song, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like, it was like, all right, well, I'm rapping on this record, Maddie would sound good on the chorus because he's a great singer and that's what you should do on a rap record. No, Maddie would sound better on a pop record or an R&B record, so let me make an R&B record. Because mm -hmm. I can't. Same thing with Reb. I'm not going to have Reb on a techno track. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I know he would sound a lot better on a, a boom bap kind of record. You know what I mean? Like, on something that he can shine on his flow. You know what I mean? I'm not going to... I can do whatever. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody could do everything. But I could do whatever and I can kind of lean that way in a lot of things. So, it'd be better to play to their strengths than to my own because I can still do that at the end of the day. Yeah, I can still do that at the end of the day. Well, I think the other thing, being a true, like, freelancer, essentially, you're a freelance musician. Yeah. Yeah, you're working producer, but the vision is yours. You know what I mean? Like, the Beatles put albums out and they had George Martin as their producer. Yeah, yeah You are like, both. Yeah. So, you're, what you're saying, is you're looking big picture and little picture at the same time. Like, yeah. I want to ask you some questions just about beats and, and flow and things like that before mm -hmm. we get into the album because one of my favorite tracks that you've ever been on was on Reps Authentic which is Remember the Name yeah, yeah. because I just I because that beat is so hard and he raps Rep for like really like three minutes straight I know, he I raps know, his I own chorus <laughs> and he's so I was happy when he sent that to me though. I was like I doubt because I was busy making all these pop records yeah. and then like he said Reb yeah. was like alright you know <laughs> let me send this over to Rody and I was like alright cool it's happy to rap I was like no doubt when I listened to that for the first time, and that's like sort of in the middle of, of Authentic, like as far as track layout goes, yeah. and it, 
it really does split the album to me. Yeah. Uh, but you rap rep on beat three minutes, and that's a fast, like, African, you know, type beat. And then you come on, and you're not trying to stay on time. You're going in between time. And you're like, <laughs> you, you slow it, like, rep, you know, bete, you know, and then you come on, you're like, bete, go, remember my name. Like, and it's so slow, and it's obnoxious. And you're just like, it's obnoxious. To me, and oh it's like, you rap and sing, and you're taking subtle digs at people who might be famous, who might do something similar, and you're basically telling them, like, you know, what you're writing not real because there's silicone in your pen. <laughs> and it's because, to me, man, because, yeah. like, if you tried, like, if you had that same lyrical flow oh, as Reb right. with that lyrical content, content. it wouldn't have caught the same way. But yeah. because you slow everything down suddenly and you're, like, digging people and you're slowing yeah. And, like, here, you just, like, no, you're like, ooh. That's all. But, it's wild, bro. No, nah, but I want to add, like, oh, obviously you know that as you're, as you're writing, yeah. as you're making it. Sometimes you got to, you know, be more energetic. I was in, it, I was making stuff that was a little bit more melodramatic at the time, you know what I mean? So I enjoy making that kind of shit too, you know what I'm saying? I get it in there for everyone. But something like that, you know what I mean? Where Reb is rapping for three minutes, you know what I'm saying? I got to come in there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, tough. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it for his project, you know what I'm saying? It's a different setting than us just saying, all right, we're going to grab Jay-Z's you know, instrumental from... And then, and, uh, open letter. Yeah, open letter, and we're all going to go off on it, you know what I mean? this project. Yeah, so I had to, like, I don't know, I look at it in a different light. You know, I feel like I've attacked things different. But I also feel like you knew, like, you hear his verses, and you hear that beat, and you're you like, what to do I got to come, I got to sound yeah. totally different. I'm closing yeah. this song. There's balance. Yeah. Thank, yeah. You. Yeah. Thank you, thank yeah. you. The, ba the balance there. One thing that I noticed immediately when I was listening to the album yesterday, now, we're both from New York. So we have similar, probably, inspiration, things that we could we grow up with. It felt very much like a late-night cruising album. And it dawned on me really quickly, like, oh, yeah, of course, Dark Side of the Stars. Like, it very specifically sounds like it belongs at night. Like, yeah. it's a nighttime album. And, even, and the beats are very electronic and very, like, New York driving around late at night, what's on the radio type yeah, music. And, yeah, like, exactly, man. And so you obviously did it on purpose. And... I want to ask you where the inspiration f for Dark Side of the Stars as a as a, a tenant as a as an album why it sounds and feels the way it does the lyrical content where does that come from? It was sonically something that I wanted to do. You know what I mean? I wanted it to be trancey. I wanted it to be you know that kind of feel because I feel like that's when people do listen to music is in their cars. You know when they're driving around. What other times do you have? You know, other than sometimes in your house. You know what I mean? Like here and there. But I wanted all the beats to be powerful. I wanted them to hit. Uh, that was a lot of post-production too, you know what I mean, to bring bass out of a lot of things, you yeah. know what I mean, make some things rattle more, make, you know, some things more lively, more open, that's credit to Joey, that's credit to my engineer, you know what I mean, and that's, he took extra time to even do that and just to make it that concise, you know what I mean. When you first started to put this together, how long was it before, as a project, Dark Side of the Stars, like, in your head you knew, like, this is my direction and I'm going to go with it. How long were you making tracks that are on this album? Or did you I had, have it? I did. I sat with just these beats, really. You know what I mean? Like, in the beginning, there was 12 or 13 songs. Actually, there was more. It was like 15 for like a couple months, not really that long. And then I got the idea that I wanted to chop it down. Boom. I took a lot of stuff off. I kept with a certain sound, like you said, like a kind of trancey theme. And then I had just these same 12 beats for the last year. 
I really just worked on this body of work, you know what I mean? I kind of know what things are going to sound like, you know what I'm saying, at the end, even without it being written, without it, you know, without me laying it down. A lot of the times it's a plus after I lay it down, I feel like things sound a lot better, you know what I mean? That's cool because it still gives you the element of surprise. Like as an artist, you always want to be able to enjoy it, you know what I mean? That's why I just got the, you know, the final, final cuts back last night and the, I fell in love with the album again after, you know what I'm saying? Because he did different things to it, you know? But I, for just these beats, I mean, a year I've sat with them, maybe a little bit longer, a year and two, three months. Just sitting with these, just making sure I made the songs that I want to and then putting them in the order that I wanted them to be in, you know, and like you said, to tell the story to, you know, I feel like things pick up after, you know, halfway through. I feel like once the title track hits, I think I think that's where it really goes into the direction where I want to take my music, where I want things to sound like, you know. I did what every, what I've done so far up to this point in the first half of the album, you know what I mean, kind of sums up a lot of the stuff that I've done, like a lot, sonically, a lot of the music that I made so far. And then the second half is really where I want to go. You know what I mean? That's the dark side of where I want to go. Because you think about it coming from a hip-hop world, that is the dark side, making pop music. They don't really like that that much. No, it's very true. And you do do a lot of singing on the second half of the album, too. And when you talk about, like, so, okay, you just said, the dark side of hip-hop is that it becomes pop. And that means that, to me, it's like Kanye West, when he first came out, when he was releasing mixtapes and around college dropout time, I remember him saying, you know, like, uh, you got to at least kill one person at least so they'll evict you from the rap game. Like, yeah. that he was one of the first guys to me in the 2000s to, like, remove the, like, fake edge. Yeah, 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 Like, some dudes in hip-hop were real gangsters. Well, really? yeah, and yeah, a yeah. lot of dudes were definitely not, you know. But you're saying, like, so if it's pop, like, pop as a word is popular music. Yeah, There's nothing wrong with making popular exactly. music if it's what you want to make. Like MOP is great, but they're never going to have a number one single because all they do is scream and talk about how many people are going to kill. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I so love MOP. The, the content, no, I got you. I got you. The content does a lot for it too. You know what I mean? Like, there's only so much people could relate to because, like I said earlier, you know what I mean? It's some people don't think like that, man. You know what I mean? Some people don't have that mentality where you have to be tough or you have to sound a certain way to, you know, do something. It's people that don't think like that, you know? Do you think as a whole, hip-hop as an industry is a, a little bit of a front? Like a tough front? I think it has it has, it has that because that's where it started, you know what I mean? Hip-hop in itself, you know what I mean? That's what, that's what was the core of it, people going through struggles, people yeah. going through hard times, you know what I'm saying? But when you think about it from a relatable aspect of it, that that necessarily isn't the only struggle in life. You get what I'm saying? Like, that situation that it was built on isn't necessarily the only hard time in people's life. There could be people that aren't from that situation that are struggling in other ways. You know what I'm saying? Think about people that, you know, just every day. So people getting divorced, people going through regular traumas every day. You know, granted, you know, I've never been through, you know, specifically to that, but it's happened in other ways. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, you know what I'm saying? Losing my parents, you know what I'm saying? It changes you and everyone's struggle changes you in a different way. But to hang your hat on just that struggle, that brand, you know what I'm saying, that people evolve, man, people grow up, people learn, you know what I'm saying, Not life doesn't have to be like that, you know what I'm saying, like, and you have to be able to relate to those other struggles as well, you can't just hang your hat on that. Do you think art in general is an outlet for pain? Yeah, but it can also be an outlet to happiness, it can also be an outlet to fun, you know what I'm saying, it can also be an outlet to, you know, not necessarily pain, but inner emotion or, or in the thought process, you know what I mean, like, 
I feel like this album's motivational. For I feel yourself like, or for other people in general? Kind of to myself. I, if you listen to it, it kind of sounds like I'm talking you to talk myself yourself. a little bit. But I put it in the context where it's, you know, it could be related to anyone else's as if you can listen to it and feel like I'm talking to them as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it's motivational. I'm not rapping about, you know, I guess what usually what people rap about. But this stuff that I'm saying is, you know, other people could take it in a context. You know what I mean? In a, in a more motivational, you know what I mean? Like on the title track, I say a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? Like being done with excuses and nonsense, you know what I mean? You have to be able to push forward and stuff, you know what I mean? Like, kind of like, you know, don't be lazy, you know what I mean? Like, just more or less like a, you know, like I said, motivational, and, and not make me famous too, you know what I mean? Like, I was a little sarcastic about it, but I said it in the way I said it. Right, well, that's that's what people yeah. respond to nowadays. Yeah, sarcasm? Sarcastic. Yeah, I mean, that's almost intertwined. It's like, that's a lot <laughs> of the stuff that I do too, you know, has that <laughs> kind of cadence to it. Yeah, like it does, a sarcastic absolutely. tone, like, that's how I am in real life. You know what I mean? Like, I, and I like to put that a lot, a lot of that in there too. A lot of the stuff that we say, you know what I mean, in, in the circle or you know, yeah, yeah. trending lingo and shit like that between us and you know whoever. Like, me, some people don't get it. You know what I mean, like he, on here we go. I say, tell me, Pepper, what's the problem? You know, Kenny. Yeah. Tell me, and Kenny. I've known Kenny probably as long as you know him, Reb. I've known Kenny since. 98, 99, like we grew up in the same neighborhood together, you know what I'm saying? Then we met back up later in life and he wound up, you know, saying that he made music and he's mint at it, you know what I mean? He's a great rapper, he's a great lyricist, like he's a great mind. So we made records together, you know what I mean? Like, I said, and I say that on the top track, I say, tell me, Pepper, what's the problem? We have these niggas salty because we started from the bottom, you know what I mean? Like, right. not a lot of people are going to get that, but anyone that knows me will yeah. will get that and you have to throw, you know, that in there to make that more, That's what makes you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. More realistic, you know what I mean? Like you, can you ain't just paint words on a paper. Yeah. You know? Well, let me ask you this: We're all around the same age here. We're '90s kids, basically. Yeah. I mean, I come from a family of construction workers and teachers. Like, I never, I always had gifts at Christmas. We weren't going to the Bahamas and things like that. So, like, real middle class. I sometimes feel like '90s kids got sold a bill of goods, and that's why we're sarcastic in our late 20s now because we're we're like, man, we've been struggling for like going on a decade now. Yeah. And, I, and we're Which hearing chirps again. from the older generations about, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, what we are. And it's like, you don't know what we are. My whole adult you life. Have you might be no, but I, and not to be antagonistic, because a lot of this is the older generations that you were just saying off air. Your grandmother, that generation in the 60s, there's so much we can learn from that. And the second yeah. we stop learning, oh, yeah. then we're just idiots. But one thing I'm going to ask you, our generation, a lot of kids into the pills into cruising around, doing nothing. Growing up in a place like Staten Island, which is a very much a cruising place, you know, there's just not a lot it's going easy on. To, yeah, it's a small it's, town. Yeah. It is a small town next to a big city, too, so you got that, like, you can get stuff. It's right next door. The next door doesn't even know. You know, it's weird. It's, it's a weird chemistry that we have with New York culture as far as what New York culture is, is labeled as. You know, because we're on the outskirts of town, so... We grow up with the same type of mentality, but a little, a little more spread out. Do you mean and you think a little bit more closed-minded? Um, a lot of people, people I feel they used a lot of people I feel so people don't like change. Basically, it's more complacency. Yeah, it's okay. a security bubble in a sense for some people. I feel, and it's to break it. Like for for Brody and myself and Red, you know, it's it's, it's to break out of that. It's. Uh, not be a part it's of the easy everyday to be thing. Comfortable it's, making it's, it's a certain amount of money a year, and all that your bills are paid. Knowing that, but never really going after something. Yeah, right? yeah, but because that's what time has told you that that's what life is about. It's growing up, 
getting yourself financially stable where you can live, keep a roof over your head, feed your family. And that's what life has been about. That's what time has taught you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's never really taught you to, you know, want for or do anything else. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, some people will be happy, bro. Just making a certain amount of money a year. Just, you know, knowing that that is there for them. And that's the rest of their life. But I'm of the opinion, honestly, that why I mentioned a few minutes ago about 90s kids being sold a bill of goods is because that's not a bad life. You got benefits and you're making the, whatever the happiness no, threshold is. It takes care of them. Yeah, yeah, it takes care. And who's to say that you couldn't do music and things like that? You know what I mean? You yeah, might still have that ambition. I'm of the opinion that we almost, people who think like we all think, we almost don't have a choice anymore because this is all we got. This is all we, all we got is ourselves because they're taking the cushions away slowly, so we got to go after harder. Exactly. And that's, so that's where the pills come in, and people are just like self medicating because they and see they what the it. odds are like, and they're like, fuck, man, this is tough. You know, like, that's I don't, don't want to give a shit you, anymore. Yeah, that's, that's, not, that's not good, bro. That's true. I feel you. Yeah, that's not it's good. Scary, I'm man. thinking about it as like a mindset. You know what I'm saying? How people think. Like, you know what I mean? That's, that's not good. You know what I mean? Like, but you're not like that. No, that. See, that's the thing. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I'm really fully don't developed there. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going, bro. I, I feel like that's what I need to do. I feel like I just need to do what I have to do at this point. He's found it, but he's found that he's... There's a good group going on, you know? Yeah. He's got the juice right now. That's that's staying staying with the juice, staying on point, focused, aware. You know, you can't do that when you're pilled down. Yeah. The, Absolutely. To, I, I think in my head, I'm always like, you know, how bad really could it be? That's... That, I that's all your problems, your personal problems, yeah. drown them out that far. How bad? That, that's how I always think. I've been through a lot of shit, bro. Okay, yeah. so like, let's see. Trust me. Now, hmm. both of your parents yes. passed away? Yes. One of my, the last guy that I interviewed was my good friend Matt, who, and his mom passed away, and I asked him, what does that do to you? Because it, it, I'm lucky it hasn't happened to me. So I can think about it academically and be like, oh, well, that would make... He's studying it. But it's not real. The reality of that for you, how does that make you change? How does that make you become a grown-up? Like, I asked you, does that make life, suddenly life's not a joke when your parents pass away? Like, this isn't funny. You know, does that make you go? It was a little bit, it was a little bit different for me because I have other people in my life, you know what I mean, that have played good, you know what I'm saying, uh, part in me growing up and me, you know, seeing where life is going. I mean, granted, you know, not really having my father... You know, it was like, I always thought about it in a different light growing up, you know what I mean? But then you eventually grow up, you know what I'm saying? That's just part of life, dude. You know what I mean? Like, life has to go on. Like, you have to be able to continue to do what you have to do. Does it take the joke out of life? Not really. I think you understand that that happens in life. You know what I'm saying? It's just something else that happens. Like, you know what I'm saying? A lot of things happen to you in this life, and they don't. You know what I'm saying? It's just life. But I think the way you handle things is what matters the most. You know what I mean? If you can recoup, if you can, you know, bounce back, I think that matters more than the actual quote. Right. It's about how you, right. you know, about how you deal with things. Yeah, because things are going to happen, just yeah. how you react to them. Yeah, absolutely. And it's all about how you think about things, too. A lot of people choose to think about things in a negative light because that's automatically where it goes to. That's how you overcome something. You have to see. Personal choice. Yeah, over the fucking hurdle right. in order to get over the fucking hurdle you understand right. what I'm yeah, saying you, you can't just yeah. sit there and be, yeah I'm talking about self self yeah that's what it is you have to be that strong minded to do something like that you know what I mean that, 
don't know. It's lack of confidence. It, it keeps hitting you, keeps hitting you, keeps hitting you. You just go, bro. Like I said, I'm just, you know, I'm going. I'm getting to the point now where I'm really starting to realize that I have to grow up even in more ways. You know what I mean? Like there's other things I have to do. There's other things I want to be better at. You know what I mean? I do this a lot. I work a lot. So what? That takes time away from my girl. You know what I mean? I have to. And she's mint. She don't really complain about anything. She, you know what I'm saying? She's really, she's that good. But it makes me want to, you know, do the right thing by her. You know get the other aspects of my life in check that are not really in check, you know what I mean? Like I can, I spent a long time focusing on this and now I feel like I'm at a good place with it. I'm at a good base, I should say, with it that I can worry about other things, you know what I'm saying? Like driving again, you know what I mean? Not necessarily something I love, but it's something I should be able to do, you know what I mean? Like, You're just talking about being a self-sufficient Yeah, you know what I mean? Just in, in better ways, you know what I mean? Like at a different stage in my life, like I'm 27 now, like, you know what I mean? Within the next year or two, you know what I'm saying? Have you know, more things, more assets, you know what I mean, more things to contribute towards having a better life, but... That's the goal. Yeah. You know it's there, and you, you have your you have your hands in the pot, you just want to be able to take it home now. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Making this and putting this out is going to be like, you don't understand the, the <laughs> amount that's taken off my plate right now, because this is time, this right. is money. I didn't do this, you know what I'm saying, in someone's basement for no money an hour just to put it out. I spent a lot of money and time and effort making this over a year and a half and now more money and time and effort promoting it doing a release party shooting the videos paying for promo that you know i need to put the time back in other you know what i'm saying parts of my life and then be ready for the next one you know what i mean like yeah. I'll, I'll let this run its course do its justice everyone enjoy it i hope everyone loves it i'll never stop making music you know what i mean i'll still be making you know probably stuff for the next one in the interim here and there but I want to let this do what it does. You know what I mean? I don't want to brush it off too quick. Almost like how I said about the Forget Me Not World, because I have good records on there. I could make different records shine throughout a certain period of time. This way I can have time to get everything else in order. Is there an, like an ideal length of time, you guys think, in between dropping albums? Like to me... I say a year or two. I think anything else after that is procrastination, procrastination. and it's laziness. And especially if you're not doing anything in the interim, that's what I was trying to say before about people just pushing one thing for a long time. Like it's good because that one thing gains traction, but you can't give them the same thing every day. You know what I'm saying? Like how good would Christmas be if it was every day? Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, even you're the reason about... why shit only happens once in a while. You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. and you make it that, and you know, when it has to be that. I but you have Easter in the meantime. You have your birthday. Right. You have right. you know right. different right. holidays. Right. Bit. Yeah. yeah. But and I think. Like, a lot of what we're talking about, about the ebbs and flows and life is ups and downs. Yeah. And you got to try to balance shit as much as possible because if you get too high, then it even ruins whatever it was. But if you get yeah. too low, how you can dig yourself out? And so, but as long as you're always moving forward, you know what I'm saying? Talk about trusting yourself. Just go. Stay that's how, that's is key. Everyone can, everyone can get in the water. Everyone can fall in the water. You just got to stay afloat. It's a ride that we can't control. Life is going to throw whatever it wants. Anytime any day you just gotta ride it out man brody your pop passed away do you think that having that happen to you had to make you figure out how to be a man like on your own i think in a way yes but i just don't think i did it yet you get what i'm saying like i don't think it made me turn to a man at 12 when he passed away you know what i'm saying i think over time it's something you go on with you know what i mean i think when I become a man, I know I'm getting there, you know what I mean? I'm still figuring some stuff out, you know what I mean? Who's not at our age, you know what I mean? Like, you're in your late 20s, like, you don't have everything figured out. You're lying to yourself if you do. This kid's my age, still living home with their, their parents. You get what I'm saying? Like, right. you don't have everything figured out, but you 
have to know where you want to be. Where that time frame where you should be at there is coming very soon. You get what I'm saying? Like yeah. within five or ten years, that's and that's very short span of time. You know what I mean? Like and you have to know where you're going at that point. You have to have stuff settled in. Like maybe we maybe we never feel like men. Maybe we always feel like kids or something. You know, you always learn. Like as long as you always learn. There's a Peter Pan syndrome too. Everyone always feels like a lost boy, a little kid. You know, like yeah, because you're just trying to figure shit out as you go. Yeah. Does accepting something like that as you make music make it easier to make music because you're not so focused on perfection? If you can make music about yourself, it will make it easier to make music that way. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people don't make music about themselves. A lot of people do it from a different point of view. You know what I'm saying? Because it's crafted that way. Because four, mo- four minds sit in the room and make it that way. So that's inauthentic then? Not necessarily. It's crafted. I'm not going to say it's not crafted. You can't take away from the fact that it's put yeah, together. You know what I'm saying? That it is what it is. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. The feeling of it, doing it, knowing that it's from your own personal experiences. I feel like that's what makes stuff hit home. You can craft great records, you know what I'm saying? But when you do it organically from a, you know, from, from the you, ground. From yeah, 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 yeah. We can tell it's relatable to other Yes. Those are the emotions that people relate with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Does it like happen good. on a party record? Not really. You know what I'm saying? Like on, on a on a very hot Rihanna song that's in the club. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, it's not going to be that way. You know what I mean? But those records are good for what they're good for. You can't just have... You know, all the feeling and then none of the reaction, you know what I'm saying? None of the bounce back, none of the happiness, none of the, you can't have the high without the low and vice versa. Right. You know what I mean? Then there has to be that. But I feel like the stuff that's made organically like that with just people writing to an instrumental or people, writer and a producer doing a record, you know what I'm saying? That's the kind of stuff that hits home. That's the kind of stuff that people latch on to. You lead off this album with Here We Go. To me, that as a track, it's like you're, you're basically telling people, all right, put the seatbelt on. Even the beat sounds like that, like we're about to go on a ride. And like I said earlier, I, I felt like your album was very specifically cruising music. When you make a record like Here We Go, are you, are you thinking this is my single or does that come organically as well? I made Here We Go two and a half years ago yeah. with okay. Caesar. That was the first record I, I didn't. And then the project wasn't anything. You know what I'm saying? I just made the record with him because I was like, all right, this is a dope track. Me and Caesar, let's do it. Like, all right, let's go make another record. And then as we're listening to it, I'm like, yo, this is going to lead off the next album. The next big thing I do, I felt it. I had that vibe from it. And then we sat with it for a while. And then I brought it to Joey and had him, you know, make it sound like the rest of the album, like sonically, like from an engineer standpoint, put more life into it, like a second life into it. You know what I'm saying? Like a second breath. I was like, yeah, this is definitely, because I feel like it's me in the package, dude. You know what I mean? Like it's me with the rapping cadence, it's me with the, the R&B style on the hook, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's it's what I wanted to push out for this album right. at first. Yeah. But the next thing I do is probably going to be on the other end of the spectrum. You get what I'm saying? It's probably right. going to be like past tense or like World on Fire with him. It's going to be something impactful in a different way. To hit a different audience, you get what I'm saying? To yeah. cover different bases. Like, you have, you know... You're certain okay. audiences and if you have enough bullets in the gun you, 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 you can hit them all yeah you know what I'm saying like right. you can cover different spots at one time I feel like that's good well you're also basically talking about letting your talent shine through like look Very at little things that I can do the versatility you know. behind it right yeah. exactly the more things that you can do well true we haven't had artists like that in a minute it's been a while someone could do you know what what they're able to do it. I mean, Drake is one of the only ones, and everyone's everyone's almost trying to clone him in any way possible. And you gotta have your own lane. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. 
It's crazy. Well, you are, you also got to come from a place that's authentic. Like, to me, I'm I'm curious. Your lyrical content is very authentic. Oh, now, yeah. I get it maybe because I, I'm similar age range. You know, we're basically the same age. We come from a very similar place. True. So I, I get where you're coming from. Where is that coming from for somebody who doesn't know? When you think about growing up in Staten Island, it's, like it's, we were saying earlier, there's a when we we're talking about sarcasm. Yeah, yeah. It's, there's it's, anger there. English is the second language. That's how it goes down. Like, so what's the first language? Sarcasm. Okay. Like it's just it's it's in our it's in our nature to kind of bite back. You know, don't take shit. So what are you biting back at? I guess the self-respect that you have for yourself, the self-awareness that you have as a person. You know who you are. You're not going to take shit from anybody else. But respect everyone else around you because you also respect yourself. So that's where the sarcasm comes into play. It's not yelling at somebody. You just, it's, it's, it's a game to, Okay, you know, so it's part of it like, with, yo, I know the deal. You can't fool me. Like, is yeah. that, that's a New Yorker yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. I, I was, dude, What's I gotta say, I was thinking about that yesterday when I was listening to your album. I was thinking about something about coming from New York. And I was just like, when you come from New York, you've seen it all. Like, yeah, you, you really yeah, gotta yeah. fool me to fool me. Right? Yeah, definitely. And when you finally break through that fake facade, you, you kind of enlighten as, as two people or however, a group. You enlighten it because now you're not trying to play this like pride game or like, oh yeah, my, my shit is better. I know everything or this, that, and the third. It's almost like laid out to the table where everyone gets to see what's going on and you work as, as one. Once that facade is, is broken down, the truth comes out, and it's only it's only gonna happen that way. It never really happens any other way. Because once that mask is gone, you know how are you gonna put it back on? Same time, same day, and we're not gonna notice it. Sure, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Based on what you guys are seeing, are we going towards a renaissance of like New York hip hop? Because yeah, I feel it like has to be revived. New York hip hop has been dead for a long time. It's not only I mean, New York music. I think it's grown, bro. It's I think grown. I think New York artists are learning how to it make it their music. Sound like their music now. Yes, I think that's where it's going. You know what I'm saying? Which is just adaption, bro. It's all it is. You know what I'm saying? I was listening to Jada Kiss the other night singing "Top Line Bling." <laughs> yes, oh, I was man. like, "All right." I said, but "You get, you know what I'm saying?" Like, it goes back to what I said earlier. It's not about a pride thing, man. It's about making better music. People want better music. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yes. always stay true to your roots. I'm not saying anyone should be. You know, striving for something they say that they're not or that they don't want to be doing. Okay, fine. But adapt to your fucking audience, dude. Because if you're losing them and you and it's going in a different way, figure out where it's going to be after that. And right. be there ready when it gets there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, That's, you got to figure out the yeah. wise things are happening. Yeah. I can't believe you said that. <laughs> the wise things are happening? The wise. The wise. The wise is a... That's yeah. what Peggy said to us the other night. Oh, think about the wise. <laughs> yeah. It's a principle to live by. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why are things happening? Yeah. No, it's good. I, for the lead up to this album, you're talking about all the things you're doing. The amount of time that you're pouring into putting this out of your own pocket and making sure that you own the rights to the beats. You, every, all the lyrics are yours. Yeah, hell yeah. Any money that's made on this, it comes to you. Because, you know, as it should be, really. Yeah. It's now that you're basically releasing this and that you got going on, you're talking about what you're going to do next. How does that feel right now? Now that you've got time to breathe again, how are you feeling about everything? I want to see how it plays out. Okay, so, so speculative? <laughs> Is that, yeah? I want to see how it plays out. Okay. You don't know how people are going to take to it. Yeah. I'm like, bro, this fucking sucks. 
I'd be like, damn, I gotta go back to the drum. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, okay, so what kind of... And I would. Trust me, I would. Honest and I, about yeah. it. Honest about Hell work. yeah. If they say, yo, this is whack, Brody. We don't like you singing like this. This is, you're getting crazy. You know what I mean? Or if that's the kind of feedback I get from it, then I'll fucking go back to the drum. Sure, I'll do it. I'll make another one. 27 years old. I'm not... I, if, even if I was 50, what I'm saying is that you could do whatever you want. It, yeah, they might say, oh, it's bad, we didn't like this one. But if you come back with something else and they like it, then what? What does it matter about the other one? That yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, it don't matter. It's all about how you come at it. Approach it. Yeah, right. I, would, I would do another one. But I, I, at this point, I want to see how it plays out. I want to see, the, like I said, I want to see the response. I want to see the kind of feedback I get from it. So I know where to go with the next one. You know what I mean? Like, uh, basically. Regardless, it's giving you direction. Yeah, but I, I want to focus on other things. I want to get more out I want to make my life a little bit different Smoothie. by the time yeah by the time that the, i'm ready to do the next one because of the learning process i went through with this one okay you know what i mean i'd yeah. rather not to go at it piece by piece i'd rather block out a week in the studio with him and go at it Experience. at a time you know what i'm saying over a certain right. amount of time yeah you know what i yeah. mean like putting Getting in saturday yeah because it's like i work all week and then i'm putting in saturdays in the studio you know what i mean it's giving actually, me, that's giving me sunday to to work on just anything else you know what i'm saying like i said spend time with my girl you know do shit around the house like you know you deserve it yeah, yeah deserve it. to do that but i'm gonna let it play out see where it goes what kind of like marketing or launch party stuff but you know are you thinking about things from that way too like how can you expand the reach to make sure this as many people hear this as possible I don't really know that you can. I think you need to put it as many outlets as you can that are there for everyone and let that be, you know what I'm saying, what it is. Like I said, you put it out, they love it, they love it, bro, they'll show it, they'll listen to it, they'll fucking share it, you know what I mean? Like if it's something that they like, they'll get behind it. That's the only way, that's the only way you know, you know what I'm saying, that's the only way you can. Yeah, you could pay Facebook and Twitter and Instagram to all promote your stuff, like keep it up there for a certain amount of time, more in, more in people's faces. And I think it's just much as you can do, you know what I mean? It's not like where you could just go stand outside of the record label anymore and be like, I'm that talented fucker, you have to sign me. I'll rap for you, I'll sing for you right now, and then you blow them away and it's like, boom. And they're like, no, you are talented, but we're not gonna put money in front of you unless you have something to put money in front of. Yeah. So what you're That's where the independent artist came good content. in. Yeah, bro. Yeah, it's all about content. That's all it is. You, then people just said, all right, I'm gonna do this by myself because you can. You know what I mean? Like it takes a lot. It takes a lot of time and money. Like, but eventually, that would be better if you had that amount of money in front of you at one time to just roll it out. You know what I mean? But you can get it done. You could do it. You can make all this shit happen, like I do, sitting in the fucking basement in my house, bro. And now you obviously love that you understand the, the multiple aspects of writing, putting together, and releasing an album. Yeah, because you're hell learning yeah. How to, you're Absolutely. learning all those jobs. Oh yeah. When you think about like the famous stories, Jay Z was selling reasonable doubt out of his fucking of trunk of his car. Street, yeah. Right? yeah. So it, it shows you that yeah, it can be done. All you need is that good sound. It's not yes. that era no more, but you know what? There's ways. If they like it, they'll buy it. Think about it. would you spend exactly. money on something you don't like? No, absolutely not. <laughs> you understand? What I'm saying you have to love it that much, which means you have to put that much into it for them to love it that much. And it yeah. seems like. Actually, you're in a great place, too, because we do, in my opinion, live in a time where people are like, oh, you don't like uh, one pound of shit? How about two pounds of shit? It's like, no, I don't want shit. You're not listening. I want something good. Just give me more of it. doesn't make me happy. (laughs) So, like, eventually, to me, people, I feel like there's a sentiment happening. Maybe it's because our age range is starting to get closer to 30. We're maturing. 
Right, and time. we're getting tired of being fed crap, and we're like, no, no, we want good now. We gotta make it good. <laughs> yeah, we want good now. <laughs> like, and to me, <laughs> I, it's, it's, like it that. sounds like, to me, when I do listen to music, new current music, yeah, yeah there's the pop stuff out there, but there's more and more good, like good real music coming out again, like for the first time in a while. Maybe. Yeah, like Wimby. So, you know, we don't have. You say we're yeah, no, no, we're, we're making this. this. We're so writing we all this. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, bro. We I sit there on yeah. my phone and type up these lyrics, as do the gentleman sitting next to me. Like, this is us. This I don't is even. I, I don't this even have no comment for anybody who don't write their own shit. Don't call yourself an artist. Don't don't jump on track. If you don't even write your own stuff, that means you're, you're taking someone's emotion, True. and that to me is fake. Like, I can't even have a conversation with you because I don't even know what you're gonna tell me. Because they're just an actor, basically. Oh, that's the mask. People act every day. I'm acting happy today because I had breakfast, and I usually don't eat breakfast. <laughs> 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 it it Yo, I'm starting to change my habits because I'm maturing as a man, but I have to also look at it in different, like micro and macro, you know, economics. True. Right. You gotta look at it as a whole, but then break it down to little pieces, and that's life. And you gotta make sure everything's in balance, like we were talking about before. You said earlier, and keep it's, your feet it's on the ground, man. even if your head's in the clouds. Yeah, exactly. That's how you become a giant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like Scully. <laughs> do you have uh, anything that you well obviously you want to plug the album how can people get Dark Side of the Stars on iTunes on SoundCloud it'll probably hit on SoundCloud on Wednesday with Spotify and Google and everything like that iTunes might take an extra day or two because you know like it's a learning process you know what I'm saying you, I never did it before I didn't realize the time frame it took for them to mm -hmm. get it in there and you know do all that kind of stuff but it's not that you know far off right but, You'll be able to get it everywhere. And that's B-R-O-D-I-E-J-A-Y-M-Z, Brody James. So this is Brody's first debut album. I love it. I got an early copy of it, nice. which I'm very thankful for. If you like great music and great hip-hop, it's Just got an electronic sound. Get in. It's the kind of thing that you can play late at night when you're cruising. You can play it all times of day. It makes you feel good. It talks about real stuff. And at the same time, it's, it's not necessarily... Where well okay before we do go you end Dark Side of the Stars with a track hmm. called Make Me Famous. <laughs> Don't miss it. And to me it's like Dark Side of the Stars is 12, 12 tracks. Yeah. There's tracks one two eleven that are a story and then there's Make Me Famous that's like oh yeah and by the way motherfuckers yeah. <laughs> that's just like that's oh like, it like, it's almost yeah. like when you end a TV season. Like, oh, the one killer's apprehended, but then there's another Like, you were, like, very consciously, like, but I'm going to drop something that, like, makes you know that this isn't the last time you're going to hear from me by a long yeah. shot. Yeah, 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 You know, like... That was good. That was good. That was good. Yeah. He's like, oh, <laughs> 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 I just wanted to throw that out there. That I also want to thank Breaking Rolls episode number one, Reb Rant. Yeah, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. Maddie, Jason Adams. Here we are, yeah. Who can also, if you go to the Wallbreakers feed... Before the Rev episode, there's episodes, four clips that are called Breaking Walls, episode double zero. That's from an interview I did with Rev Jason last year that went into an, uh, an article for them. Yes, yes. Search for Brody James, Rev Rant. Yeah. And I'll catch you guys later. There you go. Fantastic conversation with those three gentlemen. Anytime that I get to host those kinds of guys, friends of mine, it makes me think of times in the 18th century that you read about in books growing up about French salons and people getting together and talking about life and how to move themselves forward. And I always appreciate that kind of stuff because sometimes it's hard to feel like you're uh, not in a bubble and not talking to yourself. And it's always good.
to connect with other people. That's how you break those walls. So I want to thank Brody, Reb, and Jason for their contributions to Breaking Walls today. And like I said on the intro and on the meat of the podcast, Brody's album just released. You can get it on iTunes. Check SoundCloud. It came out on the 7th of this month. Take a look. Dark Side of the Stars, S-T-A-R-Z. I definitely recommend it. I've been bumping the album for two weeks now. Got an early release before it even came out. Love everything about it. Was having a hard time not telling friends, not giving friends illegal downloads to Brody's music. I would never do that. But it shows that I wanted to push this album, and I'm going to want to push this album on people because I think it's fantastic. What's coming out of Staten Island right now in the independent music scene is a great thing. Guys like you and me, people all around the world, artists wanting to push their stuff forward, and the technology that's at our fingertips today allows us to do so. If you don't want to be a part of a big corporate conglomerate, you don't have to be. Yeah, like Brody said, it's going to take a lot of work to get yourself there because, hey, even a corporate company, they want to see what you're bringing to the table besides talent. They want your numbers to be upfront and good before you even get in their door if they're going to give you any money. That's just the way the world is working these days. Nobody is going to give you a break unless you're going to give yourself a break first. So Brody has that lockdown. He knows what the deal is, and that's not stopping him. That's galvanizing him. So much respect to you, Brody. Reb, Jason, you know I love you guys. I want to thank you again for being on this podcast. And it's the middle of the month here in October 2015. It's the month of fear, of masquerade. And you know what? Brody ain't doing any of those things. He's not worried about who he is. He's understanding that whoever he is going to be tomorrow, he isn't because it's today. But that's not going to make him afraid to go attack tomorrow. That's a great learning lesson for all of us when we get in our own heads sometimes and we think that we're not good enough. These things, they happen. They're normal. We make mistakes. We have to recoup from them and we move forward. Don't sit in shit for longer than you need to. That's a big learning lesson for myself as well. So it's the middle of October. The weather's cooling off if you're in the northern hemisphere. If you're in the desert, I'm sorry, but you could maybe at least put a coat on at night if you like fall fashion. If not, it's apple picking season. It's pumpkin pie season. Holidays are going to be getting into full swing. You know November 1st they start airing those Christmas commercials, even though, let's face it, it's not officially the holiday season until Thanksgiving. That's how I play that game. But there's no point in playing any games this week, guys, because you can get out there. You can break those walls. And what I'm going to do right now is, rather than close the podcast with my normal music, I'm going to play, at the request of Brody James, and I'm glad that he did request this, the title track to his LP, Dark Side of the Stars. Dark Side of the Stars. It's an awesome track. He feels like from this track onwards in the album, it really picks up steam. I got to agree with him on that. So please enjoy Brody James's Dark Side of the Stars and support local hip-hop music and music and artists of the like. And remember, guys, get out there. Break those walls. My name is James Scully. Until next time, this has been Breaking Walls episode number 26. I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you very much. Uh, I know, a galaxy away. Thought the game was out of range. Thought you playing smarter, man. This for the fans. Now, if you ain't on the court, why the fuck you even playing? I'm just saying, okay. With all the excuses, different reasons why you're losing This is the intrusion, best things in life come through him Hardcore blue that is proven, but they're like You know who, who knows you? 
You know you like you know you And damn right I'm the whole damn truth And I just get so smooth on the style And say it's like, nah, nah, don't even close your books on it What you really thought the hook coming? This is Brody James, ain't the kind of thing you could stomach Even though you need it, but we really know you don't want it Let's say, I'm on that ball of shit I mean negative degrees in my heart and shit My dark side just ran off with it So I just get so smooth on the style And he says like, here I come and here I go It's like a one-way lane of the sun Told me it's a cold night to feel this heat I told him that the night here has just begun Better let me run, hurry for the dark side close Stars just align my soul Told him that the sky couldn't hold my vibe Hold up, do you hear what I'm saying? Turned up in the life from the mayhem I'm just finished with the bullshit, it's gone It was fine till it faded But hey, the truth could be a bitch Period, man, the truth could be a bitch Am I lying to stuff that I'm saying? Too much for the life that you live Your mind's a denial You can't get control Hard to see the goal and then the road Hard to think that failure makes you bold So what? I still became a beast That's why they love me in the streets Still just playing harder, man, you just take it easy Please, cause I know that it's all that you need I won't just get by I'm gonna get my goals Now I hear them calling out my name Hear the voice at the top of my soul Here I come and here I go It's like a one-way lane of the sun Told me it's a cold night to feel this dream Trust me, the nightmares just begun Better let me run Stop.